You are listening to EP Culture Beat, the underground source of El Paso, Texas. The guest for this episode is Soul Parade. How's it going, guys? How are you? I'm pretty good, just here. I'm good, just sick, a little sick. Very good, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Josh, singer, guitarist. Eduardo, keyboard, drums. Enrique, bass. <laughs> Stop making your voice deep. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys comprise Soul Parade. Yes, yes we do. At the moment. At the moment, At yeah. the moment. We have other members here and there too. Uh, where'd you guys come up with the name Soul Parade? It was a name I probably like thought of a couple of years ago and... After the end of one of my last bands, I was kind of like thinking about, well, what am I going to name my next band? And, you know, I always had like big influence from like the Killers, the Strokes, Vampire Weekend. And I always liked music that was a little bit more upbeat and happy. So I came up with the name kind of the, something that sounded like cool, fun, and then something that was a little bit more like festive, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was supposed to be like the parade of someone's soul. Like the music was supposed to make you happy, you know, like and you feel like all your soul's like lifting and stuff. So it was like soul parade, you know, something like that. Whoa. Yeah, something like Very that. Very ethereal, man. Yeah. Um, and the way you described you guys' music, that's actually, that's it in a nutshell. It's upbeat and fun. Yeah. Upbeat and uh, it, It's perky. really, yeah, it's really upbeat, fun, but at the same time, um, the lyrical content, not so much. Right, Josh? I mean... Yeah, the lyrical content it can be a little bit more darker toned while the music is more upbeat, but I think that's just a good contrast, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think if it's too sunshine and rainbows, then it's kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? So it has to be a little bit of a contrast. And you actually got to make people listen to what the hell you're saying, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you have anything to add, Bassman? Josh really does a... I think a, he's the main songwriter as far as lyrics go, but every once in a while... He gives us some kind of influence to also contribute, but it's generally Josh that does all the lyric writing. Enrique does some too, not gonna lie. He did a lot of good writing on Downstream. Not the lyrics part, but the, oh, the, music. the musicality. Yeah. Where do you guys come up with your lyric ideas? The way that Josh writes lyrics is just the funniest way ever. Can I talk about Fortress? Okay, so Fortress is like the oldest song, the one with the most Spotify plays, but we're trying to get past that and push the other ones, but I'm still going to talk about this one. And to Josh, that song was more about a breakup that he went through and, you know, how he was feeling about it, but, you know, that's where he got that song. But then the idea for um, a song called Kids at Heart, Josh kind of got inspiration from a story about Enrique, you know, like misfortune that he's gone through. Autumn, what was Autumn about, Josh? Autumn was really about, like, almost... Uh, it was a little bit of an influence from the whole post-breakup, but at the same time, it was a little bit about nothing at all at the same time. You know what I mean? Not that it was nothing about it at all, but it was just kind of like... It was just like a spontaneous song that came up, and it was just like, I'm going to write lyrics that sound appropriate for the feel of the song, you know? Mixed with a little bit of our what we've already written about in the past. So, yeah, that was like more of a one of those kind of songs. But essentially, uh, Josh kind of sees the situations that I go through or that my brother goes through. Or other people, usually, but... Good times, bad times. All bad times. All bad times. All bad times, pretty much. Bunch of sad boys here. Well, that's the contrast for the music right there. Does that make sense? I guess if we have to write some good times, I'll have to write, like, a song that sounds sad, and then the lyrics will be really happy or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'll think about something like that. (laughs) And, I mean, when we do, because um, I was actually writing a song on the piano, and it was a bluesy 
no 50 swing right josh something like that on the piano and i wanted to kind of like write that song to kind of talk shit about someone but i guess after playing it josh i guess took the idea he's like hey man i'm gonna make this a love song and i'm like no dude i i want to i want to talk shit dude can can you just let me like no it's it's a love song and it's gonna be in spanish how'd you guys come together I, I love this story. I love telling it every single time. It was the summer of... Was it, a, it was the summer of 69. No, it was a... Uh, fuck, when was it? Okay. Uh, okay, no, but how we met, dude. Because we've known each other forever. Okay. How the, oh, wait, which one? Okay, so we met Josh in 6th grade. And Josh was very... Kept to himself a lot. Then in, I didn't have him for 7th grade for anything. But then in 8th grade, um, we had science together... And then Josh ended up going to Mission Early College, which is the the Smart Kids High School. And I ended up to, well, me and Enrique went to a regular high school. But we still hang out through a mutual friend. Now, through this mutual friend, Josh always said, I want to start a band. But the thing about Josh is that he couldn't find a drummer. So um, I told him, hey, man, um, I could drum. And I, I, I didn't even own a drum set. It was a toy drum set that he had, and I just played with it. So that's how, how it started. Um, over the years, we did that band, A Lucky Tragedy, for like five years. Um, that band ended. We did our own bands. He did Electric Social. Me and my brother had a band called The Twin Keys. Those ended, and then we have the Swole Parade. Swole. Swole. So well, we're trying. To, we're all trying to get buff. I don't know. At least I'm still trying. It's not going that well. So I don't know, Josh. How's it going for you on the games? I need to buy some creatine. Probably go to GNC uh, later today. I, I'm like not even lifting as often, so it, we're not soul parade. We're just soul parade. We're happy. Now we're happy parade. <laughs> you guys recently put out a new EP, Phantasm Romance. It's got three songs. Why only three songs? And which of those songs was hardest to record? I believe that with a band, um, nobody really listens to al- full albums nowadays. Everybody has a very short attention span, so they'll listen to one or two songs, and then they'll be like, "I want to switch. I want to listen to something new." So that's kind of the strategy we've been going since this band started. We've only released um, either singles or in threes or twos. And for a good while, we were just doing, okay, so everybody could actually listen to the song and not skip a song. We're just going to do singles. Yeah. But this time we decided to do um, decided to do three of them. And as far as the hardest one to record, I mean, it, I guess it varies from each of us. For me, it was um, probably yours truly because I was trying out something that I haven't done before. Which was what? I was trying to... Um, pretty much play with both hands on the fretboard but since i haven't you know practiced enough but i still wanted to try it and it sounded really good i was like nope i have to make it work so it took me a while to get this one section down and then the rest of the songs were pretty much uh play bass which is something that i've been doing forever so the rest of the songs were pretty easy i don't know about josh which one was 
I guess the most complicated one for you to record? Honestly, I think just playing guitar on them, they were all relatively easy. You know, none of them were really difficult for me. But I guess maybe in the in the sense of like, oh, like uh, the overall sound of the song, the one that I really like, I think struggled with the most that I wanted to sound good maybe was Change of Heart. I think that's the one that I think I really did. I didn't struggle personally with, but that's the one that I kept going back and forth with the recorder with and telling him, nah, man, change this, change that, change this, change that. And, you know, because sometimes with the tracks, you're never really satisfied sometimes, you know, like you always get them back. And I don't know, you know, sometimes you just you're always very nitpicky about it. And that's the longest one. Yeah. Change of heart is four minutes, 31 seconds. We did go for like an 80s kind of influence on this EP. And we just really wanted to get some 80s vibes in there. And probably change of heart. It probably is one of the more, I guess, mixture of like Mm. 80s and then 2000s, early 2000s kind of. So uh, I don't know. Like I said, I was just really nitpicky about it, and just in the end, I guess it like it came out pretty good. I was just like happy with it at the end, happy enough to be like, okay, that's good. I'm not gonna screw with it anymore. I'm good. You know what I mean? Because you can, you can tweak forever. Yeah, yeah, you can tweak forever. To be honest. And I concur with Josh. I actually think that for change of heart, at least for the synth part, honestly, I didn't know what to do because um, at least for if you listen to that chorus, I'm already thinking, no, actually, this doesn't sound like it needs a synth part. Like the rest of the song sounds good, but there's parts where I'm like, um, what, what, what do I do? I, my job is done here. <laughs> As in, like you already laid them. Yeah. I also do bass. Oh no, he oh, does bass. Drums. No, I yeah, no, I do, I do. This is the dilemma of having twins. The in a twin, band. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, do, I, I do. Um, no, yeah, for this one, um, we actually you do keyboards. Yeah. And drums. Well, for this one, we had the amazing Jonah. Hi Jonah, if you're listening in, cool. doing the drums for us on these tracks, and honestly, um, he did an amazing. I think he did an amazing job for pick it up. At least the intro. Well, he did amazing on all of them. I, actually, I, I've never been more satisfied with the drums. Being that this is the first time I don't drum. Yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> all right, I guess it's time for random questions. I got random questions in this really cool X Men tin. Each of you is going to answer a random question. Here we go. Here we go. Let me open this up. I'll go first. Since I already have the mic. All right. All no, right. no, not open. Don't open. Don't open. Don't open. Yeah. Not yet. All right. You're first. Cool. <laughs> what are you currently watching or binging? Oh, man. I was a... Wait a minute. Who's this? Who's answering the question here? Oh, Enrique. Cool. <laughs> I was re-watching The Office for like the third time. Dang. So that, that's, that's what I'm on right now. The Office. I always hear of people like re-watching like The Office and Parks and Rec. The only, only The Office, I think, is Parks and Rec. It's kind of like it gets like stale. Mm-hmm. But The Office is just like... They just have so many good consecutive seasons. It's like... A lot of series, like... They have, like, bad seasons. We're okay. Like, Two and a Half Men is just like... Oh, hey, this guy's trying to... Pick up culture. Pick up culture. And this, and his brother can't get any. Okay, we get it. He has an insult <laughs> brother. And he has a... What show? Two and a Half Men. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's just like... Oh, man, like... But the office, they just kept changing it. I think it's a diversity thing. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay, so Josh. All right, let's see what I got. Josh's question. Let's see what I got. 
Who aren't your influences? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I know, that's a good one. Like, who aren't your influences? Damn. Who can you not stand, man? Who can I not stand? I don't think there's any bands that I can't stand per se, because obviously, like, I like a lot of music. I like, I, I like, I, I dig even like old country, like rap, hip hop, you know, jazz, you know, rock, pop, everything in between. 70s, 80s, 90s, techno, EDM. I dig it all. But maybe, okay, bands who aren't your influences, bands that maybe. How about this? Let's go with bands maybe that they kind of like that I never really appreciated. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panic at the Disco was one of the ones that I've never really appreciated. I've never appreciated them for some reason. I was a teenager, but I don't know why Panic at the Disco just didn't do it for me. Well, I think they were more, for me at the time when I was growing up, they were more like a chicks band. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... I don't know. That was that was kind of like so. Panic at the Disco. Okay. They're ones who I would say aren't my influences or influencers. Megadeth is definitely not one of my influencers. Yeah. Because like I said, this guy actually liked Megadeth a lot growing up, and he tried to get me into them. And I can dig a couple of songs, but not that I really loved them or anything like that. It's really random. Yeah, yeah, right. Megadeth uh, is like Metallica's weird cousin. Yeah. The better cousin. <laughs> And who else? Last one. Maybe do one more just for a trifecta. Who else was not an influence of mine? Who else was not an influence? No, actually, I did enjoy Paramore to a good extent, enough to be influenced. Yeah. Like, I can't say Paramore, nah. Like, I, I dig them enough. Yeah. Have you forced you to go to a Paramore concert yet? No. I know. Julieta Venegas. There we go. She was not an influence on me. I'm not saying... Oh, I dig her music. I really do. But I'm just saying she was not an influence for this band, for Soul Parade or anything mm. like that. So that's my three right there. Cool. And, and here's a fun fact, okay? And he can't... Josh fun can't facts. deny this. Here's a fun fact. Josh, which artist have you seen the most amount of times live? Honestly enough, so Julieta Venegas. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Wait, we, he's seen her at least three times. I think that we've taken him to go. Did you guys go to the Speaking Rock one? Yeah, I, we met her that, at that one actually. Ooh. We were like, Ooh. "Can I get a selfie?" Sure. Nice. Yeah. Your question. Cool. It's not going to be something as cool as Josh's though. All right, let's see. What's your ritual when writing new music? Okay, that's funny because I'm not the one that writes the music. <laughs> okay, um, well, actually, every now and then when I do, um, and I don't know if it's a ritual, but I kind of try to like sing it in my head. You know, first you're kind of like ah, da, da. like I think for Autumn, that's how I did it. Da, 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 da. I was just kind of thinking of that. Mm-hmm. Sat in front of the keyboard, and I always play in the same key of B because I don't know, it's comfortable. It's just all the black keys. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, easy key, and then um, I play it out. And then if Josh says you gotta transpose, then I'm like, okay, I'll move it up or down. There's actually a song that I was writing on the other day, and it's kind of like a, like I keep saying it, like a 50 swing, six. I do wappy tempo style, influenced by the amazing mountain vibes, yeah. and. Like when I was writing it, I was thinking, like, I just thought of it, just came to me. I wrote um, the, the piano. I mean, it still needs work because I, you know, the choruses, the verse and the lyrics, I had it down. And I even had the lyrics, I never have lyrics. And then Josh was like, and I'm gonna call him out, call him out on it again. It's gonna be in Spanish. And your lyrics, nah, man, edgy, too edgy. 
that was it for random questions. Ooh. <laughs> what's the best thing about performing live, and what's the worst thing about performing live? Whoa, you're you're quick about that, bro. <laughs> the worst thing about performing live is carrying all your shit. Literally, that's it. I fucking hate going into the venue, lunging my app. No, my amp. Amp, my app. Carrying that around, and then not only after I carry my stuff, my bros are like, hey, can you help me with this? So then it's like, it doesn't end. And then we just do it for like 30 minutes. No, for like, we carry everything for like 15 minutes, and sometimes we have to walk pretty far from our car to the stage. And that is the worst. Rock and roll, baby. And it's like, that takes about a good 10 minutes and then okay the, the once you actually i think once you're on stage and just playing even if there's no one there it still it still feels great you still feel good at you still have a oh well you know what the stage was nice the sound guy did a dope job which is usually a, a love buzz and lowbrow where it's like oh hey we get to play with all mic'd up like nice a little more professional yeah than just in her house you know kind of like raw because yeah the, the song is that these places know what they're doing so yeah i would say that those two things like that's the best and the worst i will say this for you bass amps are really heavy yeah it gets me it gets me very upset yeah but besides that uh in, in general playing live outweighs the carrying my shit despite cool. how far i park I think the worst thing for me performing live, and this is my own personal uh, tick, is like, for me, it's playing empty shows, you know, and you're always going to get, in the local scene, I think you're always going to get a few of those every once in a while, you know, depending, like, if you get booked for a show, and then, let's say, you, it's not your show, but then they're like, okay, let's book you, and then you play, and then there's, like, nobody, I think that's my tick, I hate playing empty shows, like, I hate it, like, honestly, and like I said, obviously in the sense that you could do something about that too, you know, but the thing is you don't want to wear out your fan base if we're playing shows often and it's like, oh, you're playing the show for this opening band who should be bringing their own crowd and we're just opening for y'all. If we're going to throw our own solo show where we book everything ourselves, hell yeah, we'll bring a lot of people and there'll be a lot of people there. But other times, like when it's other shows, it's kind of like empty, you know? So for me, my personal take is that's, I hate just playing empty shows. Like, honestly, that's my thing. The best thing, though, about playing shows, I would say for me is just mostly, I think, uh, well, I think the best thing about for me is just being able to play your songs, you know, just playing it, those songs that you worked on, that you worked hard on and that you struggled for, like, you know, and then at the end, being able to play them and just be like, oh, wow, you know, they went good. Let's keep tweaking. Let's do great. Or, oh, they kind of suck tonight. Let's you know, change this up a little bit. So I kind of like that, you know, just being able to see where you're at, you know. Cool. Um, and I agree with my brother. <clears throat> well, it's a combination of what Josh and Enrique said. Because, yeah, you know what? I feel the same way whenever, because I usually book the shows. And when I book a show and I see that it's kind of dead, I'm kind of like, fuck, man, I'm going to hear it from this guy. I did this to them and then there's an there's times also like and then you know what it's, it's kind of like insult to the injury it's empty and I still have to carry all my stuff so there's times where I play drums for certain shows and when I play drums I'm like oh man it's empty and I carried all my stuff you know that, that's the part that's kind of like oh dude and I mean I guess that's how I know I love doing shows there's times where I just I just like playing on the stage and it could well it's, it's bad I, maybe it's empty but I think the best part that I like about him 
just from what I've seen is um, seeing certain people in the crowd. Um, there's times where I'm playing and I try not to look down at my keyboard or the drums that much, but then I see that specific one or two people that I really wanted them to go and they went and I'm like, <sighs> my heart. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like another favorite thing of mine, or the best thing, is just you know having people enjoy your stuff. I do and dig that when we do have like nice, really packed shows. Like yeah. people are getting into them, or bobbing their heads, or like you know what I mean. Like like that, I love. That's that's the cool part about playing music. That's the best part. Where can people find your music? All of our music is um on all music platforms. So if you look up iTunes, Spotify, apparently YouTube has a a playlist of our music. Um, anywhere you could really just put soul plate on google and yeah that's us um nice. if you see an orange logo you went too far turn around and look for the soul parade logo which is um the white black and orange not just orange it's some other low other soul parade i'm sure you've bumped into your like soul parade soul parade oh these guys wow they, don't, they look kind of weird they're kind of odd people <laughs> Did you bump into it? I think so. I think I did. Where's my mind? <laughs> That's one of their songs. Weird. What is Soul Parade's next move? Music video. So, we wanted to do more of a full-fledged music video here and there. Uh, we're going with In Cadence Film. In Cadence. Yeah, I slaughter all the names. So, um... So he, he has a good concept for a music video and I like that, um, you know, we're like, hey, dude, um, we're coming to you. Yeah. What are we talking about? And he mentioned, oh, let's do this. So I look forward to that. So music video is next. That's, music video is next. The next goal. Um, cool. And then we want to do a couple of shows here and there for promoting Phantasm Romance. And we want to tour eventually. We'll see. Not so much that one, but the music videos for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I was going to say. The, the real trick is recording it, guys. The real trick is recording it real good. A show goes into the ether, and it's good times and good memories, but if you record it right... Like, You'll live forever. Yeah! You'll fucking live forever! And that's what we're all trying to look for, too. You know, if my genes won't get passed on, my genetics doesn't get passed on, my music will... <laughs> How does El Paso inspire you? How does it inspire you, Josh? How does it inspire you, twin? Okay, so, honestly, and I don't know if it's a thing that I'm getting older. I think I'm getting older. Well, that, that's ine ine blah. inevitable. Blah. I'm going to slaughter that word. I love El Paso, and I I just think it's an amazing city. I don't see any... Well, it has its bad parts, but for the most part, I think it's, it's just phenomenal to be here. Mm -hmm. um, little by little, I've kind of learned to let go and I'm kind of like I love you so much El Paso but I think I want to go see other cities yeah you know um, so I've had other cities in mind but I think it's only natural you gotta s spread your wild oats or what sow your wild oats yeah or sow your sow your oats you gotta hoe it out <laughs> you gotta you gotta go hoe it around in the other <laughs> city that's what you gotta do and I'm joking um, no yeah but I think uh, I think sometimes that I need the distance from the city to fully appreciate it i mean i appreciate it now i just think i want to bounce yeah but i want to bounce with these two guys so yeah i think i agree with eduardo you know it's like 
I think I've always grown up in this city where I think most people have like a love-hate relationship with El Paso, you know? Like, you either hear people that really love it or like really like hate it and diss on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then me personally, I've always, I've always loved like my city, you know? I've always loved El Paso. It's a place where I grew up. My family's here. My culture's here. Everything's here, you know? And that's the thing. Like, I've always loved and appreciated it. But in the same respect, like Eduardo, you know, as much as I love and appreciate it, I do believe that there is more and better and greater out there. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like I said, I'm not going to be one of those who's like dissing on El Paso. I'm like, I'm getting out of here because I hear so many people leave and like leave like a sour taste for El Paso. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. You know, I'd rather speak well of it and praise it and, you know, you know, do you know what I can to lift it. But at the same time, know that, you know what, this is maybe just the beginning, kind of. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like also it's kind of been looming in my mind also like being like, you know, somewhere better or going somewhere else or not better, but you know, just where there's more opportunity, I guess, you know? Yeah. Only normal guys. I mean, no, I, I personally love the city, but I don't know, to me it's kind of a, I don't want to give up on it. Although there's plenty of times where I do want to, I'm just like, you know what, I'm not going to... Me to tough it out and I'll see if even if I can't make it better, I would hope that, you know, not that it sucks either, but okay, it'll get better and better and better. This place that I grew up in. Anything else you'd like to add? Thank you very much for having us, Josh. Yeah, thank you for having us, man. Like, honestly, I really enjoyed this time. Uh, your place is awesome, and uh, your dog, Betty, is amazing. So thanks, man, for having us. You're welcome. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's been it's been fun. Um, go look up the Salt Parade. If you see us, say hi, too. And if you think it's Enrique and it's actually Eduardo, he doesn't bite. Or Enrique doesn't bite. <laughs> right, Enrique? Depends. <laughs> thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now here comes a Soul Parade track.
That's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. Be excellent to each other and party on. Party on, party on, party on.